I have to later. As I mentioned last week, uh, my message, this is a two, oh, there you go. This is a two week, uh, when I was studying about wisdom, I was thinking, oh my gosh, you can even break this to five series. But I will not do that. I'll just do a two series sermon here. So we are, last, last Wednesday, we talked about the way of a fool. And we were able to identify qualities that foolish people do, fools do. But the message is not going to be complete if we don't find a way out of our foolishness. We need to find a way out of our foolishness. How do we become this wise people? How do we become wise? How do we gain wisdom? And if you have your Bibles, open your, your Bibles w- with me in Proverbs 19.8, reading from uh, Proverbs uh, in the NIV version. The Bible says, the one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. I was looking at the word wisdom in this passage, and it was kind of interesting to me that the word wisdom there actually means the heart. You know, and in, in the in the Hebrew, it kind of it's kind of pronounced as leb, kind of like heart, and the implication is it also is utilized. The heart being the center, the center of everything that we do. And it encompasses not just feelings, it encompasses the will and the intellect. So the, the book of Proverbs is saying, the one who gets a heart, not just feelings, but has the intellect, the will, the heart. The one who musters, who loves his whole being, to be wise is to love your life. He said, the one who gets wisdom loves life. It's very interesting to me that the foolish, without them knowing, they actually hate life. The way that God, if you love life, you will gain wisdom. That means you will be able to do, you know, the Bible says, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's wisdom. It's mastering everything in you, you know, heart, feelings, intellect, and will to say, I love life so much, I choose wisdom. I choose to do this. And I thought that was just very interesting. But, To further explain how how wisdom is defined, especially in the Old Testament, because we have the wisdom literature, I'm probably going to just mention one scripture in the New Testament. Everything is mostly in the Proverbs and the Book of Psalms. In the Old Testament concept, wisdom really, in layman terms, is learning how to do life. Now, you have a very, you know, highfalutin definition there. A quality of mind distinguishing the wise man by virtue of which he is skilled and able to live well and both succeed and help others succeed. I mean, you are able to counsel yourself. You are able to live well. I have watched people. They're the smartest. They can reason, but watch their life. It's a mess. That means they don't have wisdom. They have PhDs. But watch the choices they make. 
Watch the decisions they make. Watch their families. Watch how they squander their money because they don't have wisdom. They don't know how to do life. And how many of you here, how many of us here knows how we can honestly say, I know how to do life. I get it. All of us, at some point in life, we are befuddled and we're like, what do I do? And I talk with a lot of brothers and sisters a lot of time and we say, so what do you want to do? I don't know, Dr. Cook. I don't know. And all of us, myself included, we always come to that point like we don't know. That's why you and I, we all need to grow in wisdom. Now, how do we do this? Let me first explain to you. There are so many words, both in the Hebrew and the uh, in, in Chaldean root, in the Old Testament, that is used in the scripture. Wisdom, translates wisdom. The word wisdom in the English, you know, all this combined is more than 300 times in the Old Testament. That's wisdom is used. But here are some of the words. You have chakam. Other says it's hakam. It's me, it means to be wise in word, in word and in action. Word and in action. It's not just your blah, blah, blah. No, your life demonstrates that you are wise. There's also hokma. That means you are skilled. You are able, you know, you have the skills, you have the wisdom, you have, the, you have gained, you go to school, you obtain the skills, relations, you and you are able to use those skills appropriately at the appropriate time, at the appropriate problem, that whatever the problem you're dealing with. You, it's like you having a toolbox and you know exactly what's needed to fix something. You know? And how many of us, like, we open the toolbox and you're like, we're intimidated by it. Like, what is this? No offense to Dr. Miller, when I inherited his office, I saw all this, like wires, cables, and like, and I'm like, what the heck are these things? What do you use this for? I had no clue. And many times you and I look at life that way. We learn in class and we think, huh? So how does that connect with my life? But see, Hokma is the ability to utilize the things that we're gaining, we're learning and everything, and have the skills to use it. The other word is sekel, which means understanding. You get it. You understand. People don't have to spell it to you. You know, how many times do we talk to people and you're trying to make a joke, right? And, 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 and everybody is laughing and this person is saying, What's, what's funny? And you have to explain it to him. That's like, it's irritating. Then it becomes, it's no longer funny because I lose the punchline. There's no understanding. You get me? How many times? We, and you're like, and then they start finally laughing. And everybody's like, why are you laughing? Oh, I just got it now. It takes a while. Sometimes, you know, Sometimes you and I, we become, we're dense. We're not getting it. But wisdom will allow you to have understanding. The other one is a little bit similar. It's actually based from the, number, the third word, um, sekal. To, 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 uh, 
call, call. Uh, it says to be cautious, to behave yourself. People who don't know how to behave themselves don't have wisdom. If you have to be told how to behave, you've got to be praying because you don't have wisdom. If you are reckless, and you know, how many times do you drive here in Oakland? People are driving, they're the king of the, wor- the, the road, you know, they're the only one. Like, they're reckless. That means you don't have wisdom. Because a wise person will cautiously, cautiously, and will behave. If Dr. Crook has to call you in her office to tell you to behave, you don't have wisdom. I am sorry, but that's what the Hebrew word says. The other word is tebona. Now this word, this involves, remember we talked about last time how the foolish is like they argue, that's like they have to talk. But this one the implication, the context is you are in an argument. You are in a discussion with somebody. And a wise person, a person with wisdom, will know how to reason discreetly and win that person over. And th- there's no fighting. There's no f- but that person speaks. They're like, huh? how come I didn't think of that? And peace comes upon the people who are arguing. You are able to you, you listen, you are skillful with your words, and you're still able to speak the truth. Awesome word. Oh, I was enjoying when I was looking into this word. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And the last one, to see you. It means sound judgment. You have such a sound judgment that you always succeed whatever you do. It just, it, I mean, like everything you touch, something good happened with it. You inherit something that's completely wrong. I'm like, okay, I'll work with it, make it happen. You know that that person, oh, this person is wise. But if you assign an assignment to somebody and it collapses, oh, that person is not wise. You know, points of life people, right? Okay, now let's go to the details. I'm going to share with you a dozen, a dozen of counsels from the, from the wisdom literature. How will I, how can Dr. Cook get wisdom? What do I need to do? I don't like this foolish, you know, I don't like to be a fool. Who wants, nobody wants to be a fool. I don't want to be a fool. The first thing, Word of God. Immerse yourself in the Word of God. Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the stupid, the simple. That's what it means by, you know, simple. It's actually stupid. It doesn't mean, oh, you're so simple. No, in the Old Testament, it means, oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> Making wise. What will make you wise? The Word of God. 
if you are not getting into the Word, I feel sorry for you. You can pray and pray and pray and pray that you get wisdom. You will not get wisdom if you're not getting into the Word. You don't just wake up one day and yes, I have wisdom. Hallelujah! It doesn't happen that way. Get into the Word. Psalm 119, 98. Your commands are always with me and they make me wiser than my enemies. Awesome. Proverbs 23, 19. Listen, my son, and be wise and set your heart, heart on the right path. The Word of God will tell you this is the way you should go. Sometimes we struggle like, I don't want to go there, Lord. Here, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. One version, I love, uh, I love another version. It says, thy word is a flashlight to my feet. Do you ever use flashlight? When it's so dark? But you stop, right? You don't go. No. And then you're like, Ooh. You look down and you make a step. Oh, there's careful, careful. There's, right? And then you stop again. What does the light do? It makes you, it gives you step by step. Our problem is this. We want the Lord to show us everything. No, the Lord will only show you the step from here to here. And His Word is His way to do that. Second thing. How else can we become wise? Through reflection and meditation. Psalm 107, verse verse 43 let the one who is wise hid these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. That's why journaling is a good thing. Because there will come a time that you're like, oh, I'm so discouraged. God has abandoned me. And if you start feeling that way, go back to your journal and start reading. Start pondering. Start remembering the goodness of the Lord. Meditate. Meditate, reflect. Proverbs 14.8 The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of the fools is deception. Here's another thing you need to do. You messed up, reflect on it. How did, it, how did I get there? What were the telltale signs? God was already warning me before, but how come I missed it? You need to reflect on it. Reflect it so you don't repeat it. Reflect on it. Whether it's the goodness of the Lord or whether it's the error of your ways, reflect on it. God, Lord God, let me at least, even in this stupid action that I did, let me at least gain some wisdom here. Help me to consider my ways. Help me to reflect. A lot of times, yeah, it is what it is. And we just move on and we repeat the same thing again. Why do you keep doing the same thing? I don't know, Dr. Kurt. It's a bondage. Because you're not thinking. You're not reflecting. What could you have done different? <coughs> Third. Remember how the fool loves to blah, 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 blah. Remember that? So what should we do to be wise? Be slow to speak. Be quick to listen. Let me just read to you and let the word itself speak to you. Proverbs 1.5 Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. Proverbs 8.23 
listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not disregard it. Proverbs 17, 28. Even fools are thought wise if they just shut up. And discerning if they hold their tongue. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Proverbs 12, 18. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 14.3 A full mouth lashes out with pride, but the lips of the wise protect them. Proverbs 16.23 The hearts of the wise make their mouths prudent, and their lips promote instruction. How many ears do we have? How many mouths do we have? Don't you think there's a reason for that? Why God designed us to have two ears and one mouth? Sometimes we behave like we have two mouths and one ear. Okay, you're smart people. You'll figure it out. (laughs) Number four. Grow in the fear of the Lord. How do you grow in the fear of the Lord? Proverbs 3, 7. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and what? Run away from evil. Run away. Scuffle your feet and run as far as you can. Don't try to like, no, it's not going to happen to me. I'm better than that. That's not. You know how kids sometimes like, you know, kind of like tempting, you know? Sometimes we tempt ourselves. We stay so close, like, well, the boundary is right there. Proverbs 14.16 The wise fear the Lord and shun evil, but a fool is hot-headed and yet feels feels secure. Psalm 101.10 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding to him belongs eternal praise. To fear the Lord means what? To follow his precepts. John said, If you love me, Obey my commandments. Let's stop making cheap confessions of love to God if we're not walking in obedience. Because we're just lying. Proverbs 9.10 You want to be wise? Here's an advice for for you. For me too. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Knowledge of the Holy One How well do you know your God? How well do you know your God? Is is your knowledge of God growing? Or how you know Him before? Yeah. I mean, is it growing? Remember I shared about Emmanuel, God with us. The names of God. Is that growing in you? Are you knowing Him deeper and deeper? Or are you just knowing him based on the story of other people? No, you are my God. You are a personal God. I want to know you. I want you to know you as my deliverer. I want to know you as my healer. I want to know you as the all. I just don't want to know you as a healer through other person's life. No, I want you to know you as my healer. You're my personal God. 
I want to know you as my provider. I'm tired of saying, oh, praise God, God provided for you, sister. I want to have my own testimony too. That God provided for me. Why would God not do that for you? He doesn't have favorites. He is no respecter of persons. So grow into fear of the Lord. Grow in the knowledge of your God. Number five, be diligent and be a good steward. I love Agor, the Proverbs of Agor. He said, Proverbs 6, 6, learn from the way of the ant. Look at an ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. You, you watch ants. They're carrying leaves that like how many times bigger than they are. You watch them. They're like, and they never stop. And in Philippines, there's plenty of ants. And if I have anything at all, any food, anything, guess what? It will be in a bucket, uh, it will be in a, in a plate, and the plate will be in the middle of a, of, of a basin with water. And guess what? Some ants will still make it way to my food. I don't even know how they do it. The tenacity of ants. Hard working. How do you swim? As a kid, I used to remember, you know, walking, you know, muddy streets. In Philippines, you know, my slipper will, will go down and then will go cut out and I start walking in my bare feet. And I will used to see these puddles. And I would see these ants. I'm like, what are these ants doing here? I'm like, they're swimming, they're harvesting stuff, they're getting leaves. They have a, it used to amaze me. And I used to think, how many steps, little steps do they have to get here from there? They're so tiny. Oh, but they are hardworking. They're diligent little thingy. Seriously. Be diligent. Consider its ways and be wise. Next time they look at the ant, oh God, I better get wisdom here. Be diligent. Proverbs twenty-one twenty: The wise store up choice food and olive oil. But fools gulp their doubt. That's that's diligent. That's good stewardship. Don't squander your resources away. Don't don't do that. Oh, I can't go to Mardi Gras now because I don't have money. Why? You know the answer. Because you did not save up. Oh, I can't do that because of why? Because I went shopping. Okay, it's fine, but when you're thinking ahead, Psalm 90.12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. This is like redundant. Remember the heart, love is also wisdom. Heart of wisdom. There's repetition. When we don't number our days, that means we behave like there's no, like, it's okay. It's okay. I'll just repent tomorrow. You know. Yeah, so I failed today. It's okay. I'll just repeat the class. What do you mean? How do you even know you will be able to repeat the class? For all you know, you're going to be kicked out. And there will be no chance for you to repeat the class. We don't number our days. We don't make it count. That's what it means. Every day, every moment of our time, of our life, every moment of our day, we should make it count. 
If it doesn't count, then we are not gaining wisdom. And you know what? It takes discipline to do that. I was reviewing uh, Barna. Barna Group. I love Barna Group's research, you know. And they go into their website, and they said, what the, the most the area that American Christians are highest level of temptation is media. 44% of all Christians, that's the highest, are tempted in media. 44%. How much are we making? How much are we spending time? And then the other, the other, you know, remaining 60 something percent were spent in something else. It's not even the word. The temptations of American Christians. I mean, go to that website. It's amazing. It's incredible. I'm like, I was looking, I'm like, oh, this is so incredible. And, you know, I start like, I have to start evaluating myself. How much of my time is spent Facebooking or Pinterest or, you know, or, or laying out all the pictures so that people can see it? How much of my time is spent in that? How much of my time is spent watching YouTube stuff that, okay, yeah, it's fun, but it's stupid, really. How much of, th- of my time is used to that? I, am I making it count? And number six, be a good son and daughter. If you have never been a good son and daughter to your parents, to your spiritual parents, start. Work on it. Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Proverbs 13.1, A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a mocker does not respond to rebukes. Proverbs 1.8, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forget, forget your mother's teaching. Listen. Honor them. That's wisdom, to do that. And you know, there's a reward of long life for those who honor their parents. Yeah, but you don't understand. My parents took the cookie. <laughs> My father was also a drunk. But I honored him. Because I, you all know, that's the reason why I never dated. Because that's his heart's desire. You don't date until you graduate. So I never dated. I honored his heart's desire. Even if he was a drunk. And there's reward for that. It saved me from a lot of sorrows, from a lot of grief, because I dared listen. And then I say, but you're a drunk. Why should I even listen to you? You're a drunk. That's beside the point. Okay, better hustle here. Number seven. Oh, move past up. Number seven. Walk in humility. Be teachable and accept discipline. Let me just quickly go to the uh, uh, passages here. Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Proverbs 13.10, where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take, what? Advice. Proverbs 10.8, the wise in heart accept commands, but a chattering fool comes to ruin. Proverbs 12.15, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise will what? Listen to what? Advice. Proverbs 19.20, listen to advice and accept discipline. 
And at the end, you will be counted among who? The wise. Oh, oh man. Being wily is annoying. Being very is annoying. Man, Dr. Cook, what? Professor Morgan, man, they're killing me. Discipline. Accept it. And you'll be wise. You'll be wise. Stop complaining. You want to be wise? Take it. Which leads me to the eighth. Be a good student. Be a good disciple. Proverbs 10.14 says, The wise store up knowledge, but the mouth of the fool invites ruin. Why? Because they say things they don't even know anything about. They just, uh, remember the, the image of like uh, windbag? Yeah, I'm big. <laughs> no, you're like a fart. You're all air. That's what you are. You're nothing really. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the wise store up knowledge. You have, you have substance. You're not just all air. You actually have substance. And, because you, and you know when to dispense it and when to, when to withhold it. You don't have arrogance in you. Proverbs 15, 2. The tongue of the wise adorns knowledge, but the mouth of the fool gushes folly. I had a professor before, very short woman. She's probably 5'10", five, 5'9". Five five very, you know, nothing sophisticated about her. She will talk like this. Okay, class, today... I mean, but once he, she speaks, her name is Dr. She's with the Lord, Dr. Pineda. And when, when she stands here, you can barely see her head. Tiny, tiny, tiny woman. But everybody in the seminary, once she stands, we're like, very wise woman. Very, very wise woman. And I had a classmate who's very intelligent, almost has a photographic memory. He's a good friend of mine. He's from India. His name is Sam Tadek. And he would always say, Man, Dr. Pineda, I, he would just say all these things from knowledge because he has photographic memory, right? And, like, da, 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 da. and then Mom Pineda would just go, Yeah, I think what it really means. And he's like, What? I said all these things? And she just sums it up in one sentence? Wise woman. I'll never forget her. Very, very, very wise woman. And I, I just admired her, very anointed. And her anointing was, did not come because she would scream. No, in fact, she was very soft-spoken. Very soft-spoken. Gray hair, small woman, girl was just walking, very humbly. But the moment she walks, everybody just goes in this issue. <laughs> it was amazing. It was incredible. It was my joy to be cleaning her cabinet. You know, I used to work for her. And I would look at her notes and like, oh. Seriously, I'm like, oh my lord, what are these things she's writing about? She was doing her doctorate at that time. Like, she would let me, you know, uh, transcribe recordings, you know, of research. I'm like, oh my lord, it was. I'm like, this woman, wealth of knowledge, and she walks around like she doesn't have any, and yet people know that she has a lot of them, but she knows. And she'll never make you think stupid of yourself. When she talks to you, she'll never make you feel like you don't know anything. It was awesome. It was a sad day when the Lord took her to be with her. But 
it was a happy day in heaven, but in the seminary where I'm like, oh, our seminary will never be the same without her. Proverbs 15:7. The lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the hearts of fools are not upright. Number nine, be a good witness. A wise person, those who have wisdom, are good witnesses. Proverbs 11:30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who wins souls, he who wins souls is wise. So the more you are burdened for the lost, the more you go share the gospel, you become wise. That's there's something beautiful about that. Number ten. Hang out with wise people. I, mean, I love Proverbs. It's so like straight up, this is how you become wise. Proverbs thirteen twenty. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Proverbs fourteen seven, stay away from a fool, for you will not find knowledge in their lips. Proverbs 23.9, do not speak to fools, for they will scorn your prudent words. So, last week, you learned about the way of the fool. Start spotting people who are fools. Run away from that person. Don't hang out with them. Yeah, but they're so much fun. Yeah, but they're so foolish. Because you become like them. You know what the Bible says? Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. That's in Corinthians. Verse num- number 11. Run away from anything that may cloud your better judgment. Run away. Let me read to you several passages. Proverbs 20 verse 1. Wine is a mocker and beer a brawler. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. How many times have Because I was drunk. I didn't know what I was doing. Why did you go there anyway? Because it clouds your better judgment. Proverbs 31, 4. This is why Agor said, It is not for kings, Limo. It is not for kings to drink wine. Not for lo- rulers to crave beer. Why? Because they will be intoxicated. They will not make the right decisions. How many times? You know, you watch drunk people. Like, <laughs> Suddenly there's like, <laughs> I mean, will they do that if they're not drunk? No, they won't. I mean, you see, they're, they're dancing. I'm like, ah. and they're like, and then you show you show them their video afterwards. They're like, oh my gosh, so humiliating. Proverbs twenty-one, two sixteen. Men, stay away from the adulterous woman. From the wayward woman. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman. From the wayward woman with her. But she's so hot. Yeah. But she's so sexy. Stay away. Well, she has a Jezebel That Stay away. What are you doing flirting with her? Stay away. Uh-huh. Girls. Listen to this. Whoever winks maliciously causes grief, and a chattering fool comes to ruin. There are flirts in this campus too. Men, like, hey, hi, beautiful. <laughs> Flattery, the way of a fool. Proverbs 29, 
5. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. Listen to that, girls. If a man keeps coming to you and keeps saying, you know, you're so pretty, you're so skinny, you know, you are fat, you, you are flattery, you are laying a net before me, and shoot. Stop lying, brother. Flattery. It works for both men and women. Ah, huh? Oh my gosh. I had a friend before. She will, he will come. I mean, he says, he says, he's pastor. He's like, hi, Mom Els. How are you, Mom Els? And he will hold my hand in his arm like, so what are you doing? Nothing. I'm like, you do this with women, don't you? That's why everybody, all the women in the Bible school were running after this good dude. Because you're such a flirt. You're a bad wind. So the next time you see a flirt, think, oh, he's a party fool. Oh, stay away. He's a windbag. He's a windbag. Stay away. Run away, girls. Don't be fooled. Women, men, don't be fooled by the sexy girl. So, because you can watch it like... I mean, you can think straight. So Run! Run as far as you can. Oh my gosh. Whatever. Get out of there. Anything that will cloud your judgment, run away. Run away from bad company. You already talked about it. This guy is not, I mean, you're trying. I'm trying to influence. Like, uh, you are going to be influenced by this bad company. So give it up. Make an experiment. Get one rotten tomato. And one tomato that's really good. Put them all together. Watch it. Will the rotten tomato ever be a great tomato? No. So who are you fooling? I'm just trying to win the brother of Dr. Cook. Quit it. Save yourself the trouble. Finally, be a peacemaker. Wise people are peacemakers. Proverbs 29.8, mockers stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. Proverbs 29.11, fools give full bent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. Proverbs 19.11, a person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Sometimes we end up fighting because we can't overlook an offense. <laughs> I'm a war freak. Now, I know what I'm talking about because I'm a war freak. I'm a very feisty girl. Used to be. Oh, my God. Somebody came to me when I was in college. Let me end with the story. When I was in college, there was this guy who was kind of pursuing me. I didn't like him at all. I'm like, ah, this guy looks like a rapist to me. But I was so bad. I really was so bad. Okay, you have to forgive me. I was not a Christian. I'm like, he just reminded me of these actors in the Filipino movie. He looked like this actor who has been typecast as somebody who, who's, who, who abused women. He looks exactly like him. So I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. And so he came and like, oh, you're so cute, flattery. Oh, you're so cute when you get angry. I said, don't ever touch me. 
Don't you dare do that. The next time you do that, I'm going to walk your hand with my wooden shoe. And I had a wooden slipper right there. Took my wooden slipper. Don't try. Oh, you look so cute. (laughs) He never came back to me again. I warned you. But you're a fool. You don't want to be warned. You don't want to listen. Fine. There's your reward. I was very feisty. I didn't know any better. I mean, it protected me at some point because this good was no good anyway. But at the same time, there was, I was willing to fight every battle. I would not choose my battle. Because I have to be right. You have to be wrong. And I will show you I am right. Well, you don't have to go there. Not because I was a fool. Sometimes you don't have to be right. You just have to chill. And relax. And it's all good. To summarize. How do you become wise? How can Dr. Cook be wise? Here's what I need to do. I need to get in the Word. I need to learn to reflect and meditate. I need to learn to slow down with my speech and to be quick to listen. I have to grow in the fear of the Lord and hate anything that's evil. I need to be diligent and be a good steward of God's resources. I need to what? Be a good son. It doesn't matter if I'm already 48 years old. I still need to honor my parents. But I'm already an adult. I don't have to follow your instruction. Listen to your mother's instruction. Listen to your father's instruction. I have to learn to walk in humility. I need to be teachable, even if I already have a PhD. I have to learn to be teachable and accept discipline. If Chancellor walks up to Dr. Cook, I, I kind of didn't like, well, that's okay, sorry, Chancellor. I apologize. I, that was my bad. It's Okay. Be a good, I should be a good student, even if I'm already a teacher. I should study. I should continue to grow in my knowledge. I should be a good follower of Jesus. I should continue to learn, to learn and learn and learn. It's a lifelong calling. I have to continue to witness to people. I have to learn to hang out with wise people. I'm not going to waste my time hanging out with foolish people. You don't want to listen to my instruction? Fine. Get lost. Don't waste my time. I have plenty of things to do. It seems harsh. I'm not going to waste my time. And I will run away. How will it work on running away from anything that will cloud me of my better judgment? Whatever that is. Whatever it is, it may be a person, it may be a relationship, it may be, it may be something, something that intoxicates, something, anything. You know, anything that causes me, I will run away from it. And I will choose to be a peacemaker. That, my brothers and sisters, is the way, the path to wisdom. The question today in closing is, do you want to get there? Do you want to walk that path and stay away from foolishness? And say, God, I'm going to start my journey towards wisdom. It is a journey. It's a process. It's not a final destination. It is a process. But will we commit to that process? I'll stand today.